Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Hello, I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. And I am so excited to continue this conversation on my second anniversary. Yay! The cheers, the crowd goes wild. (laughs) I am so excited. And we're continuing our conversation around healing, health, and wellness. And I have invited my sister friends into this conversation for us to talk about our journeys. I know each one of their journeys and I know what they have come through and come over on the flip side of adversity. But let me tell you a little bit about who is in the room. Courtney Jackson is an expert in education. She is supervisor, social worker, and behavioral health expert making her highly sought after consulting in the field of education, something that she has been able to tie to her nonprofit work with her founding of Misfit Heroes and her ownership and directorship of Rising Scholars Early Learning Academy and Consulting Agency. And then we also have as a lifelong lover of style, a detail-oriented and creative person, Esther Moore. She is the founder and CEO of Lale Flowers. Lale Flowers is a fashion accessory business that utilizes a variety of textiles to create handmade, customized couture fashion flower accessories for both women and men. And anyone who has followed me knows that I will have a Lale flower on at any given moment. And then we have Reverend Cheryl A.S. Hurley. She is the CEO and founder of Empowered to Inspire You. She is also a certified life coach. She has a passion for tapping into potential and maximizing prospects. Mixing her gift with her passion, she coaches individuals to conquer their fear, achieve their dreams, and realize their unique purpose. And our newest member to the Living Strong family, we have Karina Bruno. She is currently attending Lancaster Bible College, and her major is in communication and biblical studies. She has also had a deep passion for the arts, specifically writing, acting, and public speaking. Presently, Karina, as I shared, is working as our social media intern and on the side She co-hosts a podcast that is expanding and growing and is entitled The Introvert City. She is actively pursuing creative opportunities with the hope of sharing the message of the gospel and God's desire to draw close to his creation. So just giving you a snippet 
of who is in the room, you now know why I am so excited for this conversation from different perspectives, different experiences, and different areas of expertise from these ladies. So welcome to the show, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. It's Thank great you. to be here. So let's jump right into this. I shared with you a quote that I wanted to launch our conversation with. It is a Maya Angelou quote, and it says, you can't forgive without loving. And I don't mean sentimental. I don't mean mushy stuff. I mean having enough courage to stand up and say, I forgive and I'm finished with it. When we talk about being finished with things and recognizing that that's tied to a journey of love, I'm curious, what's one thing you have learned about yourself on this path of growing, of healing, and loving? I love how they all just look at me like... (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to overtalk. That's Um, right. (laughs) No, but when it comes to loving, um, I think for me, it was really just loving myself. Mm -hmm. And so at first, when I saw that quote, I said, you know, forgiving people, loving other people, that's kind of easy for me. But um, loving myself and being able to let go of things like past mistakes or things that I've done, all that, and being able to say, I forgive myself. I think that really started my journey to uh, releasing all those things that were kind of holding me back from my purpose. Yeah, that place of loving ourselves. We we always talk about um, sometimes we are so busy trying to love other people mm-hmm. that we think that that is a good thing only if we are then not saying that we're running from something else that's keeping us from looking in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Esther, Cheryl, Karina, what do you think? You know, when I listened to what Courtney just shared, I kind of feel the same way. But one of the things that I thought about when I reflected on that quote was how I have to come, I had to come to a realization to recognize that I loved people. And there was a point that I, were put, I was putting people before me. Mm-hmm. And what happened in that letting go, I had to put Cheryl in the priority position. And I had to make sure that in order for me to let go and move on without any reservation, I had to become the priority in my own life. And it made it easy to let mm-hmm. go and to pursue the things that were important to me. Yeah. So that was something that was powerful for me, just making to make sure, making myself first. Yes, mm-hmm. first. The Unapologetically. Unapologetically. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love yeah. that. Yes, yes. I was going to say scripture tells us anyway that we can only love others as much as we love ourselves. And so the process of loving ourselves is where it all starts. And it's easier said than done. I know whether messaging from families or outside sources, we all come with some form of negativity that's been stuck in our heads that we have to undo over the course of our lives. And so I think starting first with seriously loving yourself is key. Mm -hmm. Forgiving yourself is also key because Mm -hmm. once you're full of love, you realize that I have to forgive not just Mm -hmm. others, but I have to forgive myself. Sometimes it's easier to forgive others than it is to forgive ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so forgiving ourselves is also another part to the puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. Karina, did you have anything you wanted to add? 
I really admire all of the words that you all spoke already. Um, and I, for so long, I would go on YouTube and watch speakers say those exact things about forgiving yourself and um, putting yourself first. And I would feel so inspired by everyone saying that. And I still do hearing your words. Um, but I would also add to give yourself grace because when I would hear all of those speakers say all those things, I would go from zero to a hundred and say, well, now I'm going to fix my life because I'm just going to start forgiving myself. And I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm just going to, you know, fix everything when I put myself first. Yeah. And then when I fall back down again, it's just the cyclical process of beating yourself up and feeling like you're not good enough. So in the process of prioritizing yourself and forgiving yourself and others, I also think you really need to give yourself a lot of yes. grace as God gives us grace as well. Yes. yes. Yeah, yes. I agree. Yeah. I so agree. Y'all are so holy. So look, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So, so for me, it, it, it was tied to loving myself, but it was actually, I had to release someone who had lied to me about who I was. Mm -hmm. And I had begun to believe mm -hmm. that lie so deeply that it distorted my belief that I was capable and enough. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. as long as I continued to sit in a place of bitterness with that person, I remained shackled to their lie. Mm -hmm. And so it was when I actually, I, and I wish mm -hmm. I could own it. Mm -hmm. I can't. Mm -hmm. I literally was driving and I felt mm -hmm. a release. It was time for it to go. And I let that person go. And every lie they said to me mm -hmm. left mm -hmm. with that moment. And I was able to fully acknowledge that although I thought because of their position, because of their power, because of our relationship, I never thought that they would distort my mind the way they had. Mm -hmm. I had to forgive them because I then understood the pain mm -hmm. that they had gone through, mm -hmm. that they were then transferring to me, mm -hmm. and I then became a victim of it. But we all know we are the victors. Mm -hmm. So when I actually went through that forgiveness process mm -hmm. and I released, even though, and I want someone to hear this, even though the person never said sorry, never admitted anything, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. never had any conversation about what was done to me, mm -hmm. I let them go and it opened my heart for God to then say, now this is what your next assignment is. Mm. And it, yeah. w it was that release. I had to let go of that bitterness. It was taking up so much mm -hmm. of my life. Yeah. And my mind. Yeah, yeah you, I agree. You, you, go ahead. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I do know that when you hold on to and don't release the other person, you can't get to your next assignment. Mm -hmm. And I also know that sometimes the release comes not just through prayer, but through surrender. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It really does, because your need to be right, your need to be um, validated, your yeah. need for that person to say they're sorry, ties you up. It keeps you in a stronghold. 
you have to let go of those things. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what the person does, your freedom is your, it's for you. Right. Because yeah. I'm they're, they're, that's their pain. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. their pain. Exactly. That's their pain. Exactly. Exactly. I need to be free so I can live my freedom and exactly. promise. Exactly. Exactly. Charles, you were getting ready to say I was. Something? Similar story. Um, it's funny as I'm listening and it's like, oh, wow, something came up for me because I had a similar story. But when I think about something that Karina said and you talked about, we have to give ourselves grace. I also wanted to indicate there's a process that you have to go through when you've been wounded and you've been done wrong. You cannot just move on as if it didn't happen. And it's in that process what takes place that we can let go unapologetically because when we get the clearing that we need mind, body, and spirit coupled with God's word, then we position ourselves to move forward into another territory of being and being exactly where he wants us to be. And there was something that you said that resonated with me and that I had a similar situation. And during my four months, because I remember it specifically, it was a four-month process, I was asked to go into a space and offer a prayer at a funeral service where this person would be. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I hesitated, but it was a small voice, I need you to go do this because it's not for them, it's for you. Went in, acknowledged the person because I didn't know how I was going to respond, did what I needed to do, and in this eulogy, The person said, while I never got an apology, I respect an individual that will let go and move forward to do what they need to do for their own life. And I knew that they understood the position. Mm -hmm. And that was a freeing for me. And it was so liberating because no longer did I have to hold on to the pain of not getting the apology, what I experienced. But it was like, it was so freeing. But what if I would have said no? Right? Mm, right. What if I allowed my emotions the to get in the way and say mm-hmm. no? Mm-hmm. Sabotage your own exactly. self. Exactly. Sabotage your own self. Yeah. Courtney, did were this was there something you were going to say? Well, I was going to say you you mentioned how you had kind of that moment in the car where it kind of mm-hmm. happened kind of instantaneously, but mm-hmm. I had like a slow release. So coming mm-hmm. out of a mm-hmm. a marriage that mm-hmm. just was failing, and it was like trying to hold on, and when I couldn't anymore, it literally was like God said. Don't you say another word about the situation. Mm-hmm. Don't you keep fighting with this man. It's time to let go because I'm holding on to this when all these beautiful things yes. are happening in my life. And then there's this future that I prayed for that I wanted. And then it's like, well, how are you going to get these things if you won't let go? And you know, we, we've we talked about this. That release was slow. So letting my hand open to release that and then watching God work in that mm-hmm. I think was beautiful I mean because it doesn't always have to just happen right mm-hmm. you know it takes time mm-hmm. and it takes the process and it takes a lot of healing and it started with me mm-hmm. looking at me and you know what Courtney I want to make sure people hear me clearly the decision to forgive mm-hmm. was instantaneous in the car because I was holding on to real Bitterness. I told mm-hmm. you, y'all are holy. <laughs> I will tell you the truth. I was holding on to anger, pain, mm-hmm. and bitterness. How dare you? Was like my ongoing. Mm-hmm. And it was the decision that it is time to release this and forgive. Mm-hmm. And the thing that And Cheryl, I would like for you to think about two specific steps of the process Mm -hmm. after I'm done Mm -hmm. to share, because I know a part Mm -hmm. of 
releasing the stuff you're holding in mm -hmm. as well as the stuff you're holding on to you're reaching back for mm -hmm. for me was when i was actually able to see the person talk about the person and pray for the person and not have a trigger moment i knew i was free i actually could pray for the person and just be like lord bless them Mm. Bless them. And I had not a single trigger. I knew I was completely free and could do exactly what God was ready for me to do because I was operating in a place of restored love, mm -hmm. recognizing that he has forgiven me for multiple things. Mm -hmm. How dare I continue to hold mm -hmm. it? Because that that yeah. was their pain. Yes. Right? yes. The behavior yeah. was their pain. Yes. So I got to that place where I actually said the name and it, there wasn't the 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 gut response. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I prayed earnestly, poured out love and good fortune for that person. I, and I got up. I was like, thank you, Father. I am free. I'm done with that. I'm done That's with right. that. That's right. I'm done with that. Yeah. What's two things you would say are necessary for the process, Cheryl? One of the things is that we're holy, but I'm not going to leave you out there by yourself. Because all those emotions you talked about, the anger, all of it was right mm -hmm. there. And in the process of giving myself grace, the first thing is acknowledging. Acknowledge what you're feeling and not try to push it under the carpet as if it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. I was angry. Mm -hmm. I was hurt. I was, you name it, I was there. But what's important is acknowledging it mm -hmm. and then allowing yourself to go through the pro the process of those thoughts. Going back to re-examine your thoughts. Okay, where is this anger coming from? Because first it's like, it, it starts in the mind. Mm -hmm. And then it trickles down to our emotions in terms of what we do. And the result that I wanted was one of liberation and freedom. So the two things, first is acknowledge where you are. And the second is examine your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Examine the thoughts because we always have our our minds always talking to us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You ought to you, tell us all the stuff we ought to do, mm -hmm. and then that small still voice is saying to us, "Be still, yeah, mm -hmm. and know that I'm God and I got yeah. you." Yeah, yeah. Because the beautiful thing with the liberation was that the very thing that I thought was going to destroy me was the very thing God used to liberate. Right? That, that, right? Yes. That is a whole word. And you just took me right into my next question. Because the very thing yes. that I tell people my testimony, I was so distorted in believing who I was, I could not speak in public. I stuttered and my voice quaked every single time and I remember there was an event where I was asked to speak and this person was in the audience and they even made a joke about how my voice were you nervous your voice was shaking I could not speak in public I really prayed found mm -hmm. joy, mm -hmm. replaced that thing mm -hmm. with God's word, what God said about me. And God used the very thing that I was used to be mocked about. He said, mm -hmm. footstool, put them down there. <laughs> Use that That's thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And the very thing I was ashamed of is the thing yes. he now uses. My God, <laughs> in 40 countries around the, the world, world with two years. <laughs> 
Yes. In the back pocket of an anniversary. Yes. Y'all better mm-hmm. cut it out before I start running around this room. <laughs> we gonna be running too. Y'all, y'all y'all be running together. Cut it out. Yes. So yes. what happens when you let stuff go? How has it impacted your career choices, your business? Um, how you are able to actually operate in your gifts? I think you can think a lot clearer. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, it takes up so much space in your mind and your emotions. And then physically, the impact that it has on your body, you're constantly tense, you're aching, all those things. So when you release that and you're able to function on some sense of normalcy, then you can be creative. Mm-hmm. And me, who likes to do projects, work with my hands, serve, work with children, that's really important. My energy has to be okay. Um, And then it just allowed me to actually go into prayer a lot different as well. So if I'm not always angry and bitter at this person, my prayer is more fluent. It's more freeing. um, And then I'm able to receive the word a lot better as well without that kind of thing on my shoulder, you know, like the little two little (laughs) (laughs) going back and forth. The voices. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say also, I know for me, was that um, it affected me physically. Mm. I mm-hmm. would have issues with my stomach. I was always having one issue or another. And so just releasing made my health better. Mm-hmm. I, I felt better. I could sleep better. Mm-hmm. I, And also, I wasn't making decisions based on this person mm-hmm. or this thing or this situation. Because I think what ends up happening is everything about your life is focused on, I'm going to be better. I'm going to show them I'm going to be better. I'm going to do. But what you're doing is so limiting because you're just looking at life through that person. Like every mm-hmm. decision you make is about getting back at them. Mm-hmm. Rather than yeah. mm-hmm. being all that I'm supposed to be, the, all that God's made me to be, everything that I'm supposed to do and be. Instead of doing that, you're going through this very narrow prism of, oh, I'm just going to get back at that person by doing thus, thus and so. Mm-hmm. Whether we, you know, even if we're doing it intentionally or not, I think sometimes we're just walking in this, I'm going to make this person feel bad because mm-hmm. they did this to me. Mm-hmm. And so all of my decisions are made through um, based on that mm-hmm. rather than, hey, girl, just live your life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do so it you're like yeah. free to be yourself. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Think about them. Yeah. Courtney, yeah. what does emotional freedom look like? Um, so for me, it's actually being in touch with my emotions. So being able to cry when I feel like crying. Mm-hmm. laugh when I feel like laughing and not hold it in. So I'm allowed to feel what I need to feel when I need to feel it, take a break, process it, breathe, all those tools that we talk about mm-hmm. within our group. And that's really important to me. And as a mother, like that's what I want to teach my children too. Like mm-hmm. you have to be emotionally yes. healthy to function. Yeah. yeah. Not get knocked off your game all the time. That's you know? right. <laughs> and it's not and you're not weak by sharing, acknowledging, mm-hmm. and processing your emotions. It actually clears your mind for innovation mm-hmm. as well as allows you to and just as you said, it allows you to fully connect with yourself, but it gives other people permission to do the same thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you think about how we 
can, Cheryl, you had mentioned making ourselves a priority. Mm -hmm. And Karina, you had mentioned giving ourselves grace. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to practice mm -hmm. self-compassion? Either mm -hmm. Karina or mm -hmm. Cheryl, mm -hmm. what comes to mind? What does it mean to practice mm -hmm. self-compassion? For me, in terms of practicing self-compassion, is I am very intentional. Mm -hmm. I am very, very intentional to set aside time every week mm -hmm. just for myself. And it has not changed no matter what day it is. I used to have a dedicated day. I said it would be Friday. It's one day of week. I recognize that we have the Sabbath, but I have my own Sabbath rest. No matter what's going on around me, I have to have that moment to show myself some love. Because the things that we encounter and we experience on a regular basis, I need to take time to process. Mm -hmm. I need to take time to give myself grace, to process what I'm go what's going on in my thoughts, my emotions based upon what I might have experienced or encountered so that I'm not just moving in a way that if I don't do that, I end up, well, we could end up bleeding on people. Mm -hmm. I do not want to bleed on people. Yes. So I find it very important to take time out to so show myself some compassion. I have to do it. So that compassion, whether it's to sit back with my remote control and watch movies all day long, <laughs> it's my prerogative. <laughs> it's for me to go out to do a little shopping, for me to just write, because I love to write, or create things or design things, whatever I want to do, I have to do something to kind of show myself love. A lot of times I tell people, it's nothing wrong with getting the hair done and the nails. That's not self-compassion. Self-compassion is when you go in and you mm -hmm. find out what it is you need and you tap and you lean in mm -hmm. and you engage in it. So that self-compassion, yes. I have to do it. It sounds like margin. Like, yeah, <laughs> actually, not living your life on the edge of the page yes, exactly. all the time. Oh, Karina, did you have a thought? Yeah, I love what you said about how self-compassion is not just going out and distracting yourself and getting mm -hmm. a bunch of things done and spending a bunch of money because that's a temporary fix. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would just add that, well, the question was, how do you practice self-compassion? Mm -hmm. And if I can be transparent, there's a lot of things that I haven't let go and I haven't released and I'm currently working through and I don't know how to practice self-compassion in those areas. And I'm learning and talking to a lot of people. And for me, I've just really, really found that time heals everything. Um, I, a passage that has been really prevalent for me lately is that everything is perfect in its time or everything is beautiful in mm -hmm. its time. And, um, yeah, certain there's just certain boundaries that I have to set for myself mm -hmm. and boundaries with mm -hmm. others um, that I don't always stick to, but that are necessary and that I have mm -hmm. to be really strict with myself for. And I say, this boundary is really hard right now, but down the line, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. I just have to, I just have to focus on the time. And that's mm -hmm. very hard as an impatient people pleaser. <laughs> very, very hard. And like I said, like I said, I'm still like it is it's an everyday thing that I don't think I'll ever master or anyone can ever master. But um, it's practice. You know, um, if I could just respond to something that you said, Karina, I love your transparency. Yes. What I will say to you and any woman who is watching, it is so important that we take time out to show ourselves self-compassion mm. after a diagnosis of diabetes, 
after having a diagnosis of a carotid aneurysm, after having stress because I put everyone else before me and recently diagnosed with early stage breast cancer, let me tell you, it's things that will happen as a result of us not learning. We will never, ever master it. Mm -hmm. But when we take time out to be intentional, while it might not be perfect, that progress of practicing it will take us to a place that we will find out that we matter. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I teach everyone else and preach every to everyone else is that you matter. Getting to the place to recognize that I matter will help mm-hmm. in the progress of practicing and making it habitual. So the fact that you know where you are, there's room to grow to that place. Mm-hmm. And I encourage you to stay on the Thank journey you. and you will find yourself exactly where you need to be at, showing yourself compassion. And can I affirm you, though, I know you said um, that it practicing self-compassion is something that you're not quite sure you um, are fully doing. But you as I was listening to you, I think two specific things really stood out for me is that you are seeking out um, groups and relationships Mm -hmm. that will provide you with wisdom and Mm -hmm. accountability and you mentioned the B word, boundaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that right there is a whole practice that all of yes. us can really begin to think about, like, what are my boundaries and what am I allowing others mm. to to cross or push me over mm-hmm. um, because of people pleasing, because I'm, mm-hmm. I am seeking some type of approval mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. questioning, am I good enough mm-hmm. or overworking to overcompensate for something else? Mm-hmm. All of those mm-hmm. boundaries and healthy relationships, girl, you practicing it. <laughs> Go ahead. You're you doing just share with yes. yes. by now. Yes. You just share with I was also going to say that boundaries are key. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. And don't let people make you step back from those boundaries because the very people who you pour into and don't establish boundaries will take advantage of it, even to your detriment. Yeah. So don't be afraid to stick to your boundaries. And the other part, too, is none of us are perfect. So there are areas where we've all released Mm -hmm. and there are areas where we probably need to release or we're in the process of releasing. So it's an ongoing thing where life is cyclical. Life happens in stages. And so we're constantly in a we are constantly a work of progress. So we got work to do, too. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. I tell you what. So there's another quote I have and it says, uh, it talks about ducks. And my question was, so what can ducks teach us when we understand when ducks quarrel in the water, they immediately after, they will swim away in the opposite direction and shake it off. How do you actually in either physical emotional, relational ways, shake stuff off so that you are not holding it in or holding on to it beyond its time? How do you shake it off? When I saw that quote, um, the first thing I thought about was my children who (laughs) quite often fight. Um, (laughs) They're boys. Yes. (laughs) So I'm always telling them to separate. And sometimes you just have to separate yourself, change your environment, change who you're around, 
change who you're talking to so that you can have that growth so that you're not staying stuck in this place and you're constantly Mm -hmm. fighting whatever this thing is that is going on in your life. So change, separate, move, back up, all those (laughs) things that you need to do so that you can kind of look back and say, okay, let me take a breath. Let me reevaluate. Now we can go back in with some peace. Yeah, it's okay to create some mm-hmm. distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not always that you have to stay connected. Sometimes that distance will allow me to heal enough to be reflective. So when we do come back together, mm-hmm. we're able to actually mm-hmm. begin to process what mm-hmm. happened mm-hmm. so that we don't keep continuing to do it. Mm-hmm. Any other shake it off mm-hmm. kind of thoughts or reflections? Mm-hmm. I, I love the the whole duck scenario where you go in <laughs> yes. different directions yes. because I think sometimes when we stay and try to fix it, like in the moment of trying to fix it, we don't have enough clarity. We're not seeing it from a different perspective. All of those things were clouded in our uh, vision, our way of looking at it. So I like to separate and come back. I, it's funny because my husband and I will be celebrating 28 years of marriage in Yay. a few days. <laughs> And um, one of the things is if I'm upset, I need a moment. I just have to step away. I can't talk about it right away. But for 28 years, he's like, what's wrong? I need to know right now. I'm like, nope, I can't say it now because if I say it now, we wouldn't make it to 29. Right. <laughs> right. So for me, I my process is I have to step away, think about it, process it, and then say it in a way that it won't be injuring the, the other person. Mm-hmm. Say it in a way that it will result in progress rather than you know Mm -hmm. so yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. what's one step forward someone can take today as they're moving towards god's purpose for their lives we shake things off we've forgiven people we've forgiven ourselves we've gotten emotional freedom we are practicing self-compassion what else could we share in this conversation and that stepping forward towards purpose. I think when you start talking about God and his purpose for your life, you really have to get into his word. Mm -hmm. There's no way you can know what he has for you, his promises, um, his reassurance, all those things without actually opening that Bible and Mm -hmm. seeing what he's saying to you. And then in conjunction with that, prayer. Like you have to pray and fast and really think about your spiritual life in a different way um, in obedience to what he calls us to do. So I think that's really important. And that's what kind of set me on the path to releasing and walking in freedom, like real true freedom. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Yeah. I love what Courtney said. And I agree wholeheartedly that we need to take time and spend time with God in His Word and in prayer. But I want to also add two other things to that. One is specifically, and I quoted this scripture earlier, um, Psalms 46 and 10, that says, Be still and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. And when we think about moving forward, sometimes we have to learn the importance of being still. Mm-hmm. Sometimes being still is a spiritual discipline. It doesn't mean that we're not moving, but we're being still. And the other word would be to wait. Mm-hmm. Be still and wait. If we've spent time in His Word, we spend time in prayer, and we're being still, wait for the direction. 
And when we get the direction, that direction puts us in the place that he wants us in. And it's not about moving, but it's about taking opportunity to appreciate being still, mm-hmm. waiting and listening. So I love the whole fact of the word because it's so important. But the waiting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We as a culture don't like it. We yeah. the the term yeah. we're the microwave age, like mm-hmm. we're like it should it should happen mm-hmm. instantly. I think in connection to waiting, mm-hmm. um, for me it is the the hustle. So it's actually stepping forward and recognizing that where you are right now whatever is already in your sphere of influence Mm -hmm. is part of your purpose. Sometimes I feel like we are so, we're rushing to try Mm -hmm. to get to something Mm -hmm. that's so far ahead and we lose sight of, he has put something in your hand, Mm -hmm. at your feet, in your mirror, right now that's already in your sphere of influence Mm -hmm. and you are so busy trying to look past Mm -hmm. it to hustle to Mm -hmm. something else that you're actually sabotaging the step process Mm -hmm. you're trying to jump over steps to get Mm -hmm. to that thing and he's slow down Mm -hmm. do pick this up Obey what I told you to do last night. (laughs) Actually do it. Mm -hmm. Trust me Mm -hmm. and watch how I will use this step to get you access and Mm -hmm. opportunity when that step comes. Because when you actually get to that thing, if you skipped all of these, Mm -hmm. you will sabotage that moment. Mm -hmm. You will sabotage that moment. So I I love that concept of waiting Mm -hmm. as well as recognizing it's not a hustle up there. Purpose is right Mm -hmm. here. Yes. Yes. I was was going to add um, that all of your words are so powerful. And I was recently at a conference in Florida and it was for a creative writing organization. And the name of the organization was Reclaim Today. Mm -hmm. And the name stems from, they have this in their description, finding God in the ordinary everyday things. And Mm. that is something that has helped me, the most impatient person I know, (laughs) practice patience, um, even if it's just a tiny bit of progress. Because the truth is that you don't have to be in this super spiritual experience to feel like you are connecting with God or fostering an intimacy with God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you could be making a meal Mm -hmm. and it's just you and God yes. and having that mindset is so important. Recently I've been so convicted to just, even when I'm driving to just like not listen to any music and mm. just look at the creation in front of me. And in that moment I'm fostering an intimacy with God. And so in combating the hustle, like you were saying, yeah. I just find it so helpful yeah. to look for God in the the small moments that people wouldn't otherwise see him. Yeah. 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 Um, it is so interesting that you were talking about, It's right. You already have it. Whatever it is you think you're looking for out there, you already have it. Um, It reminds me of scripture where God came to the woman who um, was hungry. She was about to die. He was like, oh, just take the flour you have and make a loaf and, you know, feed your son and then or no. Not feed your son first, but share it. Mm -hmm. Like give Give what you have, give it Uh away. And or um, with the oil, Mm -hmm. go collect vessels and pour from what you already have. So Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is even scripture tells us 
God has already given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. So when we're busy looking outside of ourselves for something, just pause, stop, wait, pray, take the first step. Because there's nothing like taking the first step. You could pray and fast and wait and listen all you want to. But if you don't take the first step, you're not going to get to where you're going. Mm -hmm. But keep in mind that you already have what it takes inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There is so much wisdom and growth, and I feel like we could sit and talk about each other's stories and experiences, struggles and trials um, endlessly. I'd love to hear on, on this flip side of the adversities you have experienced, what are you excited about that's on the horizon for you? What are you excited about that's on the horizon for you? Everything. <laughs> that's it. Everything. Everything. This is this is from the person who said just just all I want to do is learn to talk with people. And now she's running <laughs> businesses and nonprofits, <laughs> impacting lives. It, it's it's amazing. And she said, all I want to do. Is can I learn how to network with just get in a room with other people? <laughs> She's creating rooms That's that right. people are hoping to get into. Yes. I just had to say it. She's my mentee. I'm so proud. <laughs> no, I'm excited about everything because this past year has been tough, but it's been so exciting at the same time. And, you know, to speak into our relationship, I remember at 19 in college, sitting in a hallway with you, and you were like, this is what you need to run um, a child care center. And I looked around, I was like, I'm the one that's closest to this, and I can do this. And so now at 19, now I'm in my 30s, living out (laughs) (laughs) what I knew at 19 that I wanted to do. So when you say like those steps and everything, so everything that's coming beyond this, it's just proof that God is walking with me. So Mm -hmm. if he instilled that in me at 19, well, now I've reached these goals and now I know he's going to fulfill that in me as well. So I'm excited about it all professionally and personally. I remember that moment. I remember that moment because you were... Like you were in fact, like I could do this. Like, uh, and she had the nerve to look around at the other people in the room. And she said, no, 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 I can do this. And she claimed it at night. I remember that moment. Mm -hmm. And, but the journey has not been easy, Mm, but God has been faithful for sure. When you want to give up, what, what would you say to someone who made a statement that this is what I know I can do and things have gotten in their way. What do you say to them? Really trust God um, because I think you can get lost in the things that aren't going well and you make that the big picture. And that's not the big picture. And so when you look at the things that he still has his hand on you and it's like, well, this is going well. I'm still on this path in spite of me, in spite of my decisions. I'm still moving forward. Then you can look at it and say, I'm I'm doing what he told me I was supposed to do. And so just trusting him, 
being obedient because sometimes we get in our own way Mm -hmm. um, and then having support. So relationships are extremely important. The right relationships Mm -hmm. are extremely important because when I get down on myself, I know that I can reach out to you or look at you guys posts on Facebook and things (laughs) like that for that inspiration. So having the right people in my life has really helped Mm. um, me to reach my goals. Nice. What's on the horizon, ladies? What's on the horizon? You're excited about what projects, what things, what's what's happening? Well, one of the things that I would say is that um, what's on the horizon, when I think about the adversity that I've had to go through, Mm -hmm. and it has been great, and I'm sure that for others it's been greater, but learning how to be still and the person who can overanalyze a rock, (laughs) no longer having to do that, but really practice what I say is to be still and watch what God does. Like the very things that I thought were meant to destroy me, how God has used them to open doors, create opportunities, and show his favor. It's just blowing my mind. And the most newest project that I have is a business colleague and I have developed this program and we use this model, duo coaching. And the duo coaching, what is happening in the lives of women is just absolutely phenomenal. But it only came about from our being still and looking at not what we saw out of our natural eye, but what God was doing. And it was like, oh, wow. And people come along and say, hey, I want to pour in. I want to invest in. I want to do this. And I'm sitting back like, oh, God. He said, all I ask you to do is trust me. Yeah. All I ask you to do is be still. And we feel like we have to have the answers and just sitting back and finding out all the things we went through was for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And to see that purpose unfolding, things that we thought, you said 19. I'm not even going to go there with the numbers, okay? okay? But what I will say is that age means nothing to God. All mm-hmm. he wants us to trust him and obey him. And I'm just sitting back. My mind is blown. I'm 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 experiencing Ephesians three twenty now unto him who is able mm. to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever think or imagine getting out of Cheryl's head but allowing him to control my thoughts and watch what he does if I believe him yes it's his favor yes <laughs> his yes. favor can I piggyback I'll give uh, I am going to honor the two of you but you just said something that resonated with me. Um, that I actually haven't shared openly um, and recognizing when God tells you something, when he gives you a promise, Mm -hmm. he is not a man that he should lie. He is not a God Mm -hmm. of trickery. He is not setting you up. He is not going to trip you. There is no aha, nanny, nanny in God's Mm -hmm. family. When he tells you something, even if the situation doesn't look like it's going to be it, Mm -hmm. believe him. I will tell you at the start of this school year, God gave me a quiet word in my spirit that a very significant contract I have held for seven years was going to change. He just told me, get ready. It's going to change. Mm -hmm. And I I heard it, but I, you know, Mm -hmm. I was moving on and no lie. The week that I got the keys to our new office on a Tuesday, that Friday, the contract person said, huh, we actually are getting ready to restructure everything. And it doesn't look like we're actually going to continue your contract next year. 
This is the largest and the oldest contract we have held. And in that moment, Mm -hmm. he reminded you, reminded me, I told you, it's going to change. I've got you. Don't look to the left. Mm -hmm. Don't look to the right. Stay clear that I got you. I didn't lie. I'm not setting you up. And he would not, the Holy Spirit would not allow me to get afraid. As more time went on and it got closer and closer and it was confirmed that it actually is going to go away. And I began almost like Peter. I'm out on the water now. I'm looking at the waves. I'm like, oh, Lord. This is getting into a situation. It, It was it was a continued reminder. He is not a God mm-hmm. of trickery. And as I stayed calm, similar to what you said, mm-hmm. Courtney, as I stayed calm, yeah. it allowed me to remain creative. Mm-hmm. And the amount of offers, phone calls, opportunities, mm-hmm. it it dawned on me, if I held that contract, I would have had to say no to mm-hmm. all of mm-hmm. these people mm-hmm. who are now calling. Mm-hmm. And and so if you are afraid, if you are doubting, but you have a promise, hold on to that promise. Mm-hmm. Not the rumor and not the rhetoric. Amen. Amen. So we've got about six minutes. Three and three, ladies. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. You want to go first? Um, I'm going to say I'm working on the line for um, uh, flowers for weddings. So I'm really excited about that. Yes. And I'm just excited about all that God is doing. Um, Like you said, He doesn't lie. He doesn't trick you. It's not an aha or I'm going to get your moment. His plans are always good. They're always better than we think they're going to be. And so I'm just excited about all that He's going to do. Yes. Karina, what's, what are you excited about? Wow, so much. Um, graduation, even though it's <laughs> it's far down the line, but I'm always thinking ahead and um, I'm really excited to get my education and go forward wherever that leads me. Um, I, like you mentioned, I co-host a podcast with my boyfriend and it's titled The Introvert City. And we just today hit 1,030 downloads, which is Yay! huge. Like I know for the influencer yes. world, it's so small, but for us, we didn't even think we were going to reach a hundred. Mm-hmm. And it was, we, we both looked at the screen and we were like freaking out. And it's, <laughs> I'm really excited to see where that goes. Even if it just remains a hobby for us, it's so much fun and yes. we pour so much creativity and love into it. So, um, there's that. And, um, just continuing the process of self-compassion, like yeah. all of us mentioned, um, I know it will take time, but I'm I'm looking forward to to everything that's going to happen as a result. So, and can I just have a funny moment? Um, it just so happens we are all ladies here, but I, if I can also encourage you and many of uh, the ladies who are on Facebook and online, you will understand what I'm saying. There will be a shift in time when, as you get older. You will care less and less about what other people think. Mm-hmm. You if something happens <laughs> as you get closer, you'll hit your 30s, then you'll hit your 40s, and you're like, <laughs> I know who I am. You hit your 50s, Come I know on. how much I'm worth. Come on. And you and it literally the, it it there really is a thing that happens as you get older and the things that you are able to release. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it no longer yes. Um, occupies your whole soul. 
So as we get ready to close out, ladies, how can people follow you, remind everybody of your business, and how can they actually follow you or support you? And make sure that you spell it out so that people (laughs) can um, write it down. Okay. Um, The way that you can follow me is Cheryl. C-H-E-R-Y-L dot Hurley, H-U-R-L-E-Y inspires. That's Instagram. My website is www.empowered, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-E-D, 2-T-O, inspire, I-N-S-P-I-R-E-U dot com, as well as executivebeauty.net, E-X-E-C-U-T-I-V-E-B-E-A-U-T-Y dot net. Beautiful. Look forward to hearing from you. Courtney? Mine's a little shorter than that. <laughs> so you can follow me at Rising Scholars on Facebook, Rising Scholars LLC. Dot, no, just Rising Scholars LLC on Facebook. Yes, right now. Fantastic. Awesome. Alrighty. And for me, it's La Lay Flowers. That's spelled L A L E I S Flowers with an S at um, dot com or at Lale Flowers on Instagram. And Karina? Yes, you can find my podcast Instagram page at the underscore introvert. That's I-N-T-R-O-V-E-R-T underscore city. Um, and then my personal Instagram is Karina underscore B04. That's C-A-R-I-N-A. And as always, you can connect with me at livingstrongllc.com. And we didn't do a commercial, but I've got to end with one. I'm getting ready to turn 54, y'all. And I'm hoping you will join us in Tampa. We are uh, connecting with Crossover Church and the Chosen Women's Ministry there. And we are so excited to launch Rebranding You. That is you. Y-O-U or the letter U. We are talking about you and how you can release the stuff that was a lie that's no longer serving you and rebrand and be and walk in what God has called you to be and walk in. So... It has been another powerful story and conversation, and I appreciate all of you for coming on. And next week, right here, same time, same place, on the flip side, meet us there. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.